It is with great excitement that in 2021, we are blessed to have two new sponsors for the CT Startup Podcast. One of those sponsors is CT Next, an organization each one of our hosts, as well as many of our guests and listeners have had the opportunity and pleasure of interacting with. I'm going to let Glendalyn Thames, Deputy Commissioner of the DCD and Founding Executive Director of CT Next, explain what CT Next does for early stage businesses here in Connecticut. So what is CT Next? Our, our mission um, fundamentally is really to equip early stage companies and entrepreneurs with resources, guidance, um, networks to accelerate their, their growth um, and, and really creating an environment where our entrepreneurs can really start their business, grow their business and thrive in Connecticut and positioning Connecticut as the most desirable location in the country for an innovative company to build and grow and create jobs. And we do this, uh, you know, a few different ways, right? Um, one by, you know, really cultivating a network of public-private partnerships and really acting as a catalyst um, that supports entrepreneurs from ideation and growth to exits. Um, but then also, you know, providing direct funding to companies as well. So we have many programs um, that are non-dilutive capital to help accelerate kind of the early stages of growth of a company. Um, and then, you know, we we offer uh, other programming relative to, you know, again, building that, that, in, that community infrastructure across our state. So if you think about, you know, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces where that, that dynamic knowledge sharing is happening and where kind of innovation actually starts and, and occurs. For more information, please visit www.ctnext.com. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Connecticut, or wow, whoa, whoa, I totally messed that one up. I don't think I've ever said Connecticut, so I'm going to start that over again. Welcome everybody to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. We're This is this episode is part of our uh, Stanford edition, where we're down here talking to a few people down in the Stanford uh, Innovation Places kind of scene. And for this podcast, we actually have Dan Swartz who is the executive director of strategic analytics and initiatives at UConn, right? That's right. And also he is a professor in physiological. Oh my, I'm going to, I'm going to mess that one up. I totally messed that one up. Physiology and neurobiology, right? Yep. I yep. got that one right. Okay. So Dan, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. And so, uh, we are in your, uh, your kind of spot down here in Stanford. And so tell us a little bit about, uh, the data science initiative. Yeah, so the so the Stanford Data Science Initiative is an initiative that is done in partnership with uh, with Stanford Next and CT Next from the state and UConn. Uh, it's a three part initiative down here in down here in Stanford that started uh, roughly about a year ago. Um, there's three major components of the initiative that kind of build on UConn's strengths and kind of increase the footprint of UConn down here in in, in Stanford. Um, the the three components are. Uh, an expansion of the tech incubator that UConn has called TIP, 
um, specifically in the data science field. So we, we're, we're branding it as, as Tip Digital down down here for, for data science companies. Um, the second component is the Sanford Startup Studio, which is being run uh, through the Worth Institute. Um, and uh, and the third component is uh, is the hiring of five data science faculty members as well. So, very cool, very cool. And so you are one of these types of individuals here in Connecticut that plays a few different roles, right? So you are a professor at UConn, right? So you're you're doing that, um, and then you're doing this kind of role. So how tell us a little bit about that interplay between what you're doing at UConn as a professor and now this role uh, over, over here? Yeah, sure. So um, so I so I got to UConn in 2010 as a faculty member of the Department of Physiology and Neurobiology, as you had mentioned. Um, I do research on uh, patterns and protein sequences, um, and uh, over kind of over the past eleven years or so, uh, I found myself kind of increasingly moving over to administrative things at the university. So uh, that started in 2015, where I became director of a center on campus called the Center for Open Research Resources and Equipment, um, which lives within the office of the vice president for research. And then uh, kind of got sucked into uh, doing a variety of really neat administrative things at UConn. And then the opportunity came when UConn got a grant to, to do some work down here in, uh, in Stanford. And they asked me if I would kind of oversee uh, that grant. And then we kind of um, expanded upon it and got, a, got, a, got another grant to do, do, some, do some bigger things. So that's kind of how I ended up um, as a faculty member who now does kind of other other stuff down down here nice nice so data right yeah kind of a, a big word nowadays kind yep. of a, a popular word yep. what is what does that mean to this this initiative yeah so um so i think you know fundamentally like you said data is 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 huge it's definitely uh the the, the future um and i think from uconn's perspective it's important that we're um sort of at the cutting edge of that and we are um we have you know lots of faculty doing data science research um, but it's important that we're also training our students and kind of um, making sure that we're incubating companies, doing, doing everything around, around uh, data that we can. So, um, so I think like the, the, the focus of this initiative is really around, um, around data and data science and expanding UConn's footprint specifically in, in, in that area and kind of um, uh, merging a lot of different disparate parts of the university into one sort of coalesced mm -hmm. um, spot. So how, so as a professor, right? How has innovation, entrepreneurship, that whole, like, I mean, because you're, you're kind of, again, the academic side, the entrepreneurial side here. So has entrepreneurship been like a, a, a at play in what you've been teaching or kind of in your academic kind of life? Or? Yeah, that's, 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 that's interesting. So um, yeah, I've kind of been on that side of things for a while. Um, so my, my research starting early on when I was a graduate student has been in uh, the development of software in, in, in part for biologists. Yep. Um, and so some of that uh, you know, because, because I develop software, some of that has like a, you know, applicability to, to commercialization. So I've kind of been in that, in that realm. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, one, one thing that kind of got me further there is that, uh, in 2013, I developed some software at the university, um, for finding faculty expertise. And that um, ended up being spun out into a company. And so I became kind of a <laughs> member of, of TIP. Um, through the through the creation of that of that company, um, and so I kind of got into that into that world that way. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, talk about that process. Like how how was that process for you from going 
being a, from an academic to an entrepreneur and actually using you know the resources that UConn uh, provides uh, their entrepreneurial uh, faculty and students. Yeah, no, it was it was it was great. I've always kind of you know I've always uh, been interested in 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 applying the research that that I do. There was this opportunity early on to to build this software. I saw that there was kind of like a gap at the at the at the institution. Um, and so we built, uh, this, this software, um, UConn has been, has been very, very supportive. It's been a really good, good environment to, to, to do that. Um, I think, you know, the other, the other thing about UConn is we have a lot of talent, um, at the institution, particularly student talent. And so, um, everything that I've done, including the stuff that, that, that is built in my in my lab, and then this company is done with 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 students that are that are from the university. So it's that that's been sort of another aspect that's been really mm-hmm. good. So with with the company, do you still have that company? Or yeah, the it, company is is yeah, is still is still in existence. Um, yeah, that the, the very good. So so now you multiple hats. You're not just the academic, or you're not the executive director. You're I. So you you still like involved day to day with that, or you know still? Yeah, I think that you know it's not. I don't. It's part time, right? So yeah. for me, I'm I'm uh, can't dedicate as much time to it as I as I necessarily like. Um, but um, but it's you know we still kind of innovate there, so it's it's good. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to this initiative, what was the goal of kind of I mean coming down here, obviously extending the footprint of UConn and kind of getting into a different uh, area because every city in Connecticut has a little little, little different of right. a flair, right? And they right. have different talent pools and different industry partners. Um, talked about like kind of the goal of connecting to the industry down here in Stanford. Yeah. So, so one thing, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak a little bit to the, to like why, why we, why, um, Stanford and why the expansion specifically here, why I see that there's a tremendous value there. Um, so I think a lot of people realize that, that Fairfield County, um, has, you know, high density of, of corporations, right? So there's, um, you know, if you look at the number of Fortune 500 companies down here, I think we rank something like this, or this region um, ranks something like 16th in the, in the country. Um, if you take that number and you divide it per capita, um, it's actually number one. Um, so it actually exceeds Silicon Valley by, by a small amount. So um, that's a really interesting statistic. The, the, to me, the, the more interesting statistic um, than even that is that if you look at all the regions in the country that have um, a high density of corporations, lots of economic development, um, lots of startup activity, um, every one of them, at least in the top 25, I stopped counting after that, um, has a, a major research university presence in its midst. Um, and the only one that does not have a major research university is actually um, the Stanford, Bridgeport, Norwalk Metropolitan Statistical Area. So that is effectively uh, Fairfield County. So, um, so that's, you know, I think that the opportunity, and there's been a lot of research on this, that, you know, the, 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 the sort of outsized role that academic institutions, research institutions in particular, um, can play in the economic development of a, of a, of a region, right, through um, IP uh, that's generated from cutting-edge research, from obviously the workforce development side of things with, with having um, students, um, and, and then all the, 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 the startup activity that happens um, within sort of incubators that happen at major research universities as well. So, so for those reasons, um, there's a tremendous opportunity, at least, um, that if we were to have a major research university presence, 
um, that could really benefit benefit the 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 area of the state. So. Um, so for people that don't really understand, like, what does it mean to be a major research university or like versus again, Quinnipiac or this or that, I don't even know if they are technically, but like, what is it, what does that mean to be a major? Yeah. So, so there's different like designations that are, that are given to, to, uh, universities. And so the sort of the highest designation for research is, is, is considered a research one university. Mm -hmm. And so UConn is a research one university. It just means that, that, that we have a, a significant, um, sort of research footprint. There's a lot of people doing research in a lot of different areas. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, UConn, I think last year had over $300 million of, um, expenditures in, in, in research across the, across the institution. So that puts us kind of like at a, um, pretty high level with regard to mm -hmm. research. Now, the major industries that you're trying to kind of like tap into down in Stanford, what are those? Yeah, so so I think um, you know I, we're we're keying into some of the strengths of the region. So obviously, like the the financial industry, um, digital media is another one where UConn has particular strengths, and the and the region has particular strengths, um, as well as uh, healthcare and healthcare analytics. That's that's another one that that, that is fairly large. So I think that those are the the major areas that we're that we're that we're focusing on, although, um, you know, that the initiative is to a certain extent agnostic to specific discipline. Um, you know, we're we're looking for really good innovators and, and ideas and entrepreneurs and mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the faculty side of this thing, because I know you're going to look for are are they technically fellows? Or are they going to be they're faculty fellows? So they're they are. Um, sort of non-tenure track faculty members um, that are coming in. That's going to be a really sort of unique program as well in that um, we have uh, representation from four different colleges at the university for those for those faculty fellows. Two are coming from the um, School of Business, one from the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, um, one from the School of Engineering, and one from uh, School of Fine Arts as well. And so that cohort is going to um, kind of come in, work together, um, and sort of build their research program because one thing one thing that's that's true about um, the Stanford campus, which has been growing you know tremendously in recent years, um, is that it is it is not um, really focused on research. It is more of a teaching campus than a than a than a research focused campus. And so the idea here is to is to start um, the process of, of getting a major research footprint um, in this region. Because mm -hmm. I assume the, like, again, research and data go hand in hand, right? You know, I mean, you need, I mean, that's the whole goal of doing some sort of research is to get an understanding of some sort of problem and the outcomes for it and, and potential solutions, right? So is there, is there, are you taking some of that kind of um, the idea of your research focus and, and really kind of uh, um, connecting it to like how people get this data, access this data, kind of analyze this data. Cause like, that's the big thing right now is that you can just get, collect all the data, but if you're not analyzing it the right way and you're right. not looking at it the right way, then it's useless. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. So I think like the, the, the fundamentally the goal is to hire faculty members whose focus is around data, you know, data science, data analysis. Um, so whatever their discipline is, whether it's uh, business or, or computer science they're looking at it through a specifically, um, you know, sort of large data lens. Um, and util utilizing uh, sort of the most current techniques in, in, in data analysis there. And also working very closely with industry, right? That's another sort of prereq in the way we've written these uh, jobs up is that we want people that um, either have entrepreneurial experience or um, experience working with industries. I think that's, that's really important. I think making connections um, with industry uh, down here and bridging that gap and kind of figuring out what they need and, and figuring out how, how UConn can help um, industry down here is really, is really important. 
as a faculty member, have you seen that as a um, kind of a focus for UConn is to get their faculty out into industry more and actually doing the work in, in the field instead of just being in the classroom kind of a thing? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that there's there's always sort of a desire to make sure that we're helping, you know, sort of the, the, the broader community and that um, faculty are, are um, working, working with industry. Uh, you know, particularly, I think a lot of faculty members are not um, – necessarily aware of all the opportunities that, that exist there and so that you know just even like making faculty aware um, of the various opportunities and, and helping them get out there and and show their research we're doing a you know there's a lot of amazing research happening at the university and I think like um, part of it is like making sure we get the word out for all the amazing things that are out there because I think it can be very beneficial to a variety of different um, folks out there yeah yeah so so this this initiative started last year as it's been like about a year it's been it's been roughly about it yeah about a year all right that's that's right so how how has the vision changed then like how did the like the the road uh meets the uh the map hits the road right we you you had an idea with this grant with ct next and stanford next how has that changed and actually implementing it over the past year alongside COVID or any other factors? Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think that, um, right. Sure. So, so COVID definitely, uh, shifted things a little bit and that we were, we were, we were remote for, for a part of it, but, um, I think, you know, significantly and, and, um, you know, you might hear about this from, from, from others as well is that, uh, you know, I think our goal for year one with regard to the tech incubator, um, was to have five companies, um, and I think we're now at 17. So, um, so you hit your goal there. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we, so we hit, we hit the goal there. Um, you know, those companies, I, I believe to this point, we're not even at the year mark for the tech incubator, which I think started in, in, if I remember correctly, it started in January. Um, those companies have collectively now, um, raised over, uh, $3 million in, 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 in venture funding. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that, that, it's it's all good stuff. We we realize that um, you know there's there's been sort of this pent up uh, desire and need um, for for some of the things that we're that we're doing down here. So it's so it's really good. Um, the uh, the the student uh, component, the Stanford Startup Studio, is a year long entrepreneurial co op experience for students. Um, that just started uh, a couple of weeks ago as well with the start of the semester. We have, we have seven amazingly uh, bright and talented students that are working down here. Um, I think, you know, we filled those positions uh, very quickly with, with the students. And it's, it's, um, it's pretty impressive because the students actually are taking uh, time off from their college career to c- come down here. So it kind of validates the idea that students want to be down here. They want to be doing things that are, that are entrepreneurial, um, expanding their, their network and giving themselves opportunities for the future. So, um, you know, I think, I think we're, we're really kind of happy with how things are, are going right mm-hmm. now. Now, do you see, so take, for instance, those, those students kind of taking a semester off and, and coming down here and doing something, right? How do you see, like, these types of initiatives um, changing the college kind of uh, experience and, and kind of the learning experience? Because I, I assume you're going to run into some people that say, wow, I learned way more this semester trying to start a business than I would have in the classroom, right? Or maybe you've already heard that. I know that was very true for me. Um, so like, how do you, like, how is the, the student experience changing now and going to get an education? What does that mean? Yeah, I think, I think experiential learning is, is really uh, key um, for, for students. Um, and, and we'll, you know, it's, it, it, so I think, I think that we have to, as an institution, kind of provide those experiences. 
Um, you know, as a, as a faculty member, I, I, I run a, a, a lab, and so I've been sort of giving students that, those kind of uh, experiences uh, through, my, through my lab. But, but I think that, that, you know, in a lot of different disciplines, we have to be providing those, those opportunities. And so um, this is one way for us to, to do that, and I think, I think that that really benefits the, benefits the students. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's, let's kind of backtrack a little bit startups, you know, innovation, you know, kind of this whole, for some people they've been living and breathing it, you know, uh, and then other people are like, what is venture capital? Right. Right. Like, how do I go about raising money? First of all, where do you stand in that mix? Are you like, uh, are are you kind of an avid, uh, startup, uh, startup fan or kind of innovation fan? I'm I'm definitely, I'm definitely a, a, a startup and innovation fan. I'm, I'm not sure I'm as knowledgeable as, 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 uh, others, but yeah, that's, that's definitely yeah. an area that so, I, I want to see grow. So I guess with your kind of your personal kind of, is, are there any kind of areas right now that are kind of, you're really excited about? I mean, you talk about neurobiology and you talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, I've, I've heard uh, of things, um, just kind of like the, um, uh, uh, bioengineering and what's kind of, you know, in the coming years, what we're thinking about and so what, what's kind of on your mind in terms of just like personally, what are you kind of interested in? Yeah. I mean, I think that the, I think that, you know, at, the, particularly sort of the the merger between uh, you know big data and biology is very exciting right so um, right the unlocking of, of the the human genome and the amount of data that is produced there and the analysis of that data I mean there's some really exciting things happening uh, with big data around so there, there's uh, there's a um, a tool called uh, AlphaFold, I think it is, and that that's kind of really revolutionized um, protein structure. So, like mm-hmm. taking, you know, being able to like look at a protein sequence and 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 figure out its structure. I mean, there, there's been just massive advances that have happened as a result of um, AI and, and and the technologies there. So, yeah, I think you know, there's there's a lot to be excited about in in a variety of different uh, disciplines, but. Mm-hmm. Is a like so talk about AI? I know we had uh, Wendy Ward on. I know she's going to be doing some stuff with uh, kind of AI and utilizing that for for mental health. Are there certain industries that or certain kind of uh, pieces of tech that you're seeing a lot come come in here or uh, like you know that we need the data? Because I mean AI is one of those things where you need massive amounts of data and then you need to understand like what is that AI doing right? Um, and so like what are there certain kind of things that you're continuously seeing or ideas that are popping up around uh, some of the, the activities here? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the, the utilization of, of machine learning um, in, in general in a lot of different disciplines is something that 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 is uh, that we that we see coming up. And um, AI is, is, you know, the the. Um, and machine learning AI a little bit different, right? Like tech. Yeah, so I think like you know a- AI is is kind of utilizing computers to make sort of um, intelligent sort of uh, decisions, kind of behave like 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 humans would to a certain extent. Machine learning is kind of the process by which that that um, happens to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Is the way at least I think about it, whether that's right or wrong. The captcha kind of a thing where you're you're, you're, you're helping the computer, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> kind of yeah. Exactly. Nice, nice. So I guess like when it comes to the the um, upcoming year and everything, like where where are you going? What are what are some of the um, cool things that are exciting for you? And what are some of the challenges that you kind of foresee coming in? the? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I think um, so. I mean, it's, it's definitely exciting because there's a lot of a lot of growth happening um, with the with the initiative. Um, I think. Uh, you know, th- this was always meant to be a um, 
a pilot for something potentially larger, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so the idea is to kind of see if uh, if we can grow this into into something more, maybe an institute for data science, um, maybe something even even uh, larger than that. So that so that's that's kind of the the idea. So you're doing a little experimenting. Yeah, exactly. are you tracking I mean, think, the experiments? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think I think like you know each of each of these components. Like if you were gonna create a new um, you know, school of, of, of data science, you'd want the three components that we have over here, right? Mm-hmm. You want the, the, um, the student experiential learning, the student education, I mean, more fundamentally than, 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 than just the experiential learning component, but having like student education is one huge component. The second is having those faculty researchers, um, you know, that are, that, are, that are doing the cutting edge research where the students can, can, can work with those, those faculty. Um, and then the third is taking the products of, you know, the, the, the student entrepreneurial stuff, the faculty entrepreneurial stuff and, and commercializing it, right? Doing the, doing the tech incubator. So, you know, each of the things that we have done here on a smaller scale, you know, although it's like, you know, five data science faculty fellows or a cohort of seven students, um, is kind of to a certain extent, a, a, a mini incubator of, uh, what we could go larger Mm -hmm. with. Um, so that's, that's where, you know, that's where I see the future, uh, going. I think, you know, you asked a little bit about challenges. I think that, um, there's a couple challenges. I think that raising the kind of money that is needed to build something like that is not trivial. Um, I think that at a, you know, there's a lot of different missions at a, at a university, um, right. From, Especially one as big as UConn. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, from, from departments that are interested in, um, sort of enrollment and education of, of, of students to, you know, the office of vice president for research and growing, um, research. That's, that's kind of where, where, where I live to, um, revenues coming in and making sure that, you know, that, that things make financial sense for the institution. So, um, so I think like, you know, making sure that whatever we do down here aligns with the missions of, of the various folks, um, various stakeholders at, at the university is really important. The other thing is, um, you know, a challenge is like just sort of wrapping our head around to a certain extent what the resources that we already have at the university are, right? We have a lot of people doing cutting edge, what I would consider data science research, um, but they live across a variety of different departments at the institution. And they don't really maybe think about it like that? They're not thinking about it as like cutting that cutting yeah, edge data? Yeah, I mean, they're, you're right. I mean, they're, do, they're doing data research, but they might be doing it in, in, in the ag school or in the business school or, you know, in, in, in their specific discipline. Um, and so just wrapping our head around um, um, you know what, you know who is doing data science at UConn currently, um, and putting that all putting that all together, I think is, is is something that that we need to that we need to do too. So, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah and I guess the is that is that some, sometimes difficult working with professors and kind of like teasing that teasing that out from it. Is, I am is, a professor. Yeah. I remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kind of asked you because because it is one of those things where it's like from a university standpoint, you also you you're you want your, your professors to get out there. You want to do that, but it's also like just w- where we've seen uh, across sports education is like, you're burdening that. Like, it's like, I still have to teach, but then I also have to do this other stuff. Sure. And like, again, grant writing, and you get to the point where you're doing oh, yeah. this cutter, cutting edge research. 
you're not teaching as much, right? So right. then you're doing so like how has it been kind of kind of finding those those cutting edge kind of scientists at a yeah, I, th- I think that in, in general, I mean, that's, you know, it's funny because that's sort of what my uh, company is based around, right? Is like, how do you find those experts within the university? Um, because often, you know, the, the only thing you'll see is like a faculty member webpage, um, right? And so it's, it's hard to get a handle on that. So, um, so yeah, so we've, you know, it's funny that, that that's basically what we do is we look at like, what is the publication record of our faculty members? You know, what grants are they applying for? And try to piece together off of that information, like what is their expertise and who is doing, um, you know, who is doing different different research in different areas. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So uh, how do people get involved with this? So like we're we're kind of coming up on on the end here. Um, how, one, how do partners get involved? So I assume you're always looking for these industry are, partners, right? Sure. So like who are these type of industry partners are you looking for? And then general public, you know, uh, other faculty, other staff, other universities, like how do you collaborate? So like, just tell us about like how people can get involved. Yeah, for sure. We set up a really nice website. Um, so I think it that is that, nice. Yeah. I will have to say, and, okay. I, and, and you have a, like, uh, you have an, uh, a mini business that you kind of does this too, right? Like a little design kind of group. We do, that does that. Like, we okay. do, we do have, we do. Yeah. There is a, there is a group called the digital experience group yep. at the university. Um, that actually uh, did the did the website um, did a really really nice job. They they use students uh, to do it. Just another, another example of how you know students do amazing do amazing work. Um, and so yeah, so that you know StanfordDataScience.com is the is the website, and that's probably the best place to kind of figure out who are the right people to get in touch with and get involved. There's various components obviously to the to the initiative, um, and so you know that that's that's probably the best way to do it. All right, very cool. And then just partners, like industry partners. What are you looking for for as like out of an industry partner? Are you looking for a certain type of employee in there? Certain like are they like the innovation departments? Like, I mean, who are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it sort of depends, right? So we're looking for partners that you know might um, be able to uh, mentor um, companies, uh, students. Um, uh, companies that might be able to utilize the the faculty fellows and the research that they will be uh, uh, working on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it. it there's play, a, vari- playing, there's a playing, variety of different yeah. ways. You're playing the data catch all. Let's catch it all, and then like yeah. we'll analyze the data to see what we have. Yeah. <laughs> Connect the dots. Okay. Very cool. Well, uh, well, it was very good meeting you. Finally, you Likewise. know, we got to uh, finally come down to Stanford and, and see it. Um, I'm excited to see what happens here. Um, it's been impressive to see how UConn has expanded over the past, you know, decade and and how they've really kind of got their uh, um, uh, their tentacles into all different aspects of entrepreneurship, which is great. Um, so uh, great to see it, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the coming year is even better than uh, better than the last. Agreed. So, Thanks so um, much. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. When starting a podcast, one step in the journey is landing a sponsorship. And in 2021, CT Startup is thankful to have two sponsors. One of those sponsors is Connecticut Innovations, or as some people know it, CI, an organization that has been a key player in turning Connecticut into a hub for innovation. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked Connecticut as the fourth most innovative economy in the country. And CI is one of those organizations here in Connecticut that can take credit for that ranking. CI is Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm and is the leading source of financing and ongoing support for innovative, growing companies. By offering equity investments, strategic guidance, and introductions to valuable partners, they are enabling promising businesses to thrive. For more information on how Connecticut Innovations can work with your company, please visit their website, www.ctinnovations.com.